Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You'll see I'm not alone. And it's a face that you may want to get used to because hopefully, if all the planets align correctly, Arius Myers of Brandon will be headed to Nashville to um, continue his journey onto American Idol. And then we're just going to ha- go ahead and put out there that him and Nicholas Brown and all the other ones, they're going to make it. And then they're going to be in the next season of American Idol, which will go ahead and claim it. Is yeah. that OK? Put it out there in the universe. OK, well, welcome and congratulations. Thank you for having me. OK, so this was back at the Mississippi State Fair through the American Idol. Uh, I guess, was it a singing? Did they call it a contest or was it a competition? How did they kind? of set the set that up for you guys it was basically like the you see on the tv is basically a smaller version of the competition so what inspired you um to to do that to to apply well actually i was just sitting there at work one random day i'm always singing i'm always humming and um one of my coworkers actually ran across the advertisement for it on facebook and she was like you should do this and i was like you know what i think i will so i just Signed up for it that day. Because that was a process, too, Arius. You had to, y'all all had to put in an audition, I guess, video, mm-hmm. right? And then you had to be selected to even come and yes. go in front of those. When you stop to think about it now, when you see folks that actually make it to the show show, which even then it gets whittled down, how many, what a pool of people it took to actually yes. sort of get to that point. So what song did you choose, Arius, for your, to get you to the point for your online, um, I guess, audition. I chose Use Me by Bill Withers. What What about that song was your, like, and this is this this encapsulates me as an artist. Mm-hmm. At the time when I actually discovered the song, you know, I was going through life and uh, experiencing things. And at that moment, I was actually dealing with things that pertain to the song. Um, and like the song says, if it feels this good, then use me up. And a lot of the things I was dealing with at that time, I was allowing to use my energy, you know, and to use me in in ways that didn't benefit me. Mm -hmm. Um, And even knowing that it didn't benefit me, I still allowed it to uh, be in my space and to use up the energy that I needed to, you know, focus somewhere else at that time. Something more positive. Well, obviously, it spoke to whoever is on the other side, like looking through because you got the call that you would come. And how many made it to that actual uh, I guess, uh, stage of auditions there at the Mississippi State Fair back in October. So we started with 40 um, on that first night, and then it went down to 20. 
And then they chose the top five from the 20. Did you stick with that song or did you change up your your audition songs? I stuck with it. Uh, for one, they, they told us to stick with the oh, same song. Well, there, <laughs> that's a good reason <laughs> yes. to do it. Yeah. But before they, they told us that, um, you know, I still, I, I had the thought whether I should change it up or not because I wasn't sure whether we would have the same judges from the first night of the Ah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, so what, what is it like? The pre- I mean, this is small pressure compared to when you and the rest of them get, make it to the actual American Idol stage. But what was the pressure like building each round that you, you found yourself, Arias? in the next one. I mean, you made it to the 40, then you made it to the 20, and then obviously you made it into that top five. Mm-hmm. So the the 20, um, I actually had a little bit of technical difficulties the first night. Like the sound, it, was, it wasn't cooperating the way that it would or should. I guess you could say the vibrations bouncing off the wall because it was such a big space. So uh, I encountered a little difficulty with the rhythm and trying to keep up with it. Uh, while not being able to hear at the same time. That takes so talent. It, it does. <laughs> so and that, patience <laughs> and nerve control and all the Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, during the performance, can they, can they tell that I'm off? You know, when I should be really focusing on just, you know, performing, mm-hmm. doing my best, whatever, whatever I'm getting. But, um, the second night that I came back, the judges told me that I actually, uh, did a lot better. Um, because I took the adversity that I was given and I just, uh, um, I guess you could say, uh, applied a little bit of more effort or uh, adapted. Yeah, to you it adapted. You, it was a sink or swim moment. Made, yeah, made a little comeback. Yeah, and, made, and I think, you know, that's – and you, we don't realize how many times performers go through – a good performer, you wouldn't notice it, right? Mm-hmm. Or you notice it a little bit, but you also recognize it doesn't rattle them. And so that that is going to happen no matter what level, you know, you're at. Absolutely. And so you might as well start getting used to, right. used, to that, uh, used to that now. So when you got the top five, where were you in the top five? Um, I know it, it doesn't was, matter, but I'm saying, like, in terms of, like, hearing your name being called out, I think, uh, yes, where I were you? I think they call me third. Because then you start biting your fingernails. It's yeah. like, you know, one well, down, two down. They said no particular down. order, but, well, like. Yeah, but still, like, you <laughs> yeah. can do, math's not that hard. You know how many spots right. are sort of uh, are sort of left. Okay, that's cool. So, so what's next? Are you guys in, like, a holding pattern to make it to Nashville? Or you've been in, I know you. there's probably things you may not be able to share, but mm-hmm. what can you share about the next steps for you and the other four? Um, the next step is just preparing for the audition. Um, I've had, I don't know about the other people, but I've had a prelim, I guess you call it a preliminary audition or an interview with two of the executives fr- that's affiliated with American Idol. Um, they told me they would, I would hear something soon. Uh, soon hasn't come yet, but that's okay. you know, keep them fingers crossed. Soon is soon. Soon yeah. is relative <laughs> to when you get the call, you'll hey, be, you know, you'll be exactly super when the time is right. When the time is right. Um, and I love to like your day job. So like so many aspiring artists, they've got their, their dreams and their visions of where they want to be in terms of musically and professionally, but then they got to pay the bills and they got to right. go wake up every day and yes. do, and do everything else. So tell us about, about your day job. So my day job was actually a night job, but I'm a uh, 911 dispatcher for the city of Brandon. So I always found that very, okay, how do you find your way into that? Um, well, at the time, they were already looking for people to fill the positions because mm-hmm. they were short staff, as everybody is. But, um, you know, I, I was 
wanting to get involved with the community anyways, because I had just moved back to Brandon from Hattiesburg. I was down there for about six years. So I, I wanted to get involved with the community somehow anyway. So I just felt like, you know, sitting behind the phone, which is not a bad thing, but I'm still being able to help people Absolutely. and to contribute to the safety and it goes to show that. your ability to sort of walk, like figure things out under pressure. I'm sure mm-hmm. you never know what's on the other mm-hmm. end of that uh, phone call Absolutely. and how cool it is that you have to be calm, cool and collected mm-hmm. to be able to help whoever is ever um, in that in that position. Do you ever get to sing? You ever get to sing to your callers? Probably not. Um, I actually have this one caller that I don't know if they call to, and they're real frustrated. <laughs> like they're real. Like you can call. You can, I don't know if that's against the rule. I don't know the rules, but I, <laughs> uh, yes, most of the time, you know, keep it professional because most of the times it is emergency that they call about on the emergency line. But I do have a caller on our non-emergency line that likes to call and uh, prank us a little bit. I guess you could say. So oh, <laughs> one specific moment she had called and um, I was already busy with another call that I had just gotten off of. Um, she. Answer, I answered the phone. She went to talking and I just started singing. Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you like to meet. And she just kept talking. She didn't even blink an eye, I guess you could say. She just kept talking. She didn't pay me any mind. <laughs> well, I think you have to handle whatever's thrown at you the best way possible. And sometimes that is with just a little charm and maybe a little song yes. or whatever, you know, that may, that may. When did you first start singing, Arias? When was the first time? I know your mother is a huge supporter. I've seen mm-hmm. her in some of the other um, interviews. We should have brought her today. Should have. Uh, she, we should have. Do that work. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. um, so when did you first or when did folks start to realize maybe, maybe you you carry, you can carry a tune in a bucket mm-hmm. well i started singing in church when i was little um as any southern person would honestly that likes to sing mm-hmm. i always grew up in the church somewhere but um yeah i started out in church singing and i, I really didn't come into knowing singing was my passion until uh, probably about middle school when i got involved with show choir uh so at the time brandon brio had just started at brandon middle school so i was actually on crew first and then I started growing more of an interest in the performing aspect of it. And I ended up um, making the cast later on in high school when they had moved up with me. Um, and since then, you know, I've just been at it. Been at it. Yes. So where are you at it now? How do you fit your singing and your love of singing and performing? I know we're waiting for the soon call for American Idol, mm-hmm. but that's not going to stop. Whatever no. happens that way, if you're a performer, you're a performer. Yeah, so where can people sort of see you now or get a taste of uh, of your work now? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually, I guess you could say, coming into my artistry so I'm, I feel like I'm still in the development stage of my sound and we're going to pause right there okay. we've got more coming up next with Arius Myers of Brandon here on Good Things
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But don't forget you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. We're continuing our conversation with Arias Myers. He's a Brandon, um, but he's one of the five finalists from the Mississippi State Fair's American Idol Singing Contest. He's going on to the next level there in Nashville, where you will get to audition, or they say get to audition in front of the actual three big judges in front of on the big stage right that's like that next is that the next step they said executive producers oh, okay sure so there's probably the another thing. level and then another right, level because right. there's all these sort of but you're gonna get there mm-hmm. okay so <laughs> you you mentioned that you're i'm just all all five of you i just feel like all five mississippians y'all are just gonna make it that's just how i see it nobody's Absolutely. asking me but why not talk positive <laughs> as if you're already there yes. there's no reason to be to be negative about it um okay so you mentioned you were in the preparation stage how do you prepare for because what it's like 90 seconds that you probably get mm-hmm. of a song choice. Yes, well, that's you, the amount we had at the state fair. Okay, so will you stick with the set? Where you like that that song's done you well? Will you keep with it, or are you going to switch things up? Um, well, they advise us to have a backup, mm-hmm. but to uh-huh. do the same song. So um, that's what I'm doing now. I'm just, I guess, exploring discographies and seeing what um, I resonate with the most and see what'll. So as an artist, I mean, do you feel like sometimes the industry makes you choose a box or do you feel like now you get to, because some of these um, singing shows from The Voice to American Idol, you see uh, individual artists who may have come in country or come in rock or come in, you know, um, soul, they get challenged to sing something outside mm-hmm. of their, you know, cookie cutter uh, genre. Do you feel like you have the opportunity to be more or do you still feel like you kind of have to pick pick a lane? Um, I think I have the opportunity to be more. I think a lot in the past people have boxed artists mm-hmm. in into certain genres or certain sounds, but I feel like we've come a long way in the music industry and people are getting into yeah, you know, independent Taylor artists. Taylor Swift. And, yes. Taylor Swift. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Started out in country and now she's pop. And so. now she's pop and sort of all the different, even in the CMAs last night, I mean, you have Jelly Roll who was started out with rap and then, you know, now country artist of the year and the new artist of the year and all this sort of back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I think that gives creatives the opportunity. I mean, you like all different flavors of cuisine. Why not, you know, Chefs can cook all different things. You right. don't put them necessarily in one lane. Why not allow an artist um, to sort of try it out? So, but what would be your specialty? What would you say, though, you know, Arya Smyers is, leans more towards, feels more comfortable with which uh, area? I would probably say R&B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I grew up on a lot of R&B, blues, gospel, so... That that speaks to me. It speaks to my soul. What would be a challenge to like if you when you make it to American mm-hmm. Idol stage and they're like we're gonna throw a, you know throw you a curveball and you have to sing blank genre? What would you be like? Mm, probably. I, can't, I won't say country because I like a few country songs and I can sing a country, but. You're from um, Brandon, Mississippi. Right. You you can rock <laughs> out to some country. Absolutely. <laughs> um. You may get to do it all. Yeah. That's okay. 
Yeah. You can say I think I'd I can handle say it all. Pop. Yeah, that would be a different. Be able to mm-hmm. a different kind of with a pop song. You kind of have to catch the audience's attention in a, a specific way. Mm-hmm. So, because you have that though with your show choir background, mm-hmm. which I think is great for you know parents and grandparents and all listening caregivers listening to good things. You know, there are more activities in your school other than just sports yes. that can pave roads for your kids down the down the road. Absolutely, and things like choir and show choir develops different types of skills obviously the singing side but then also that on stage presence that mm-hmm. a lot of artists find more difficult mm-hmm. does that part which comes easier for you arias is it the singing chops or the entertainment part or like which one do you feel are they or, or both i was gonna say for me probably both because a funny thing about it, it's actually like a full circle moment for me because when I was 16, um, I was in high school. I ran away from home. I called myself running away from home. I uh, went to New Orleans on a train to audition for American Idol. And I didn't make it through the first round, but the the feedback that they gave me, they told me that I need to work it on my confidence and my stage presence. So after that, um, you know, I was in high school for about two years before Brio moved up. Um, and I started in 11th grade when I started being in the cast, doing the singing and the dancing. So I felt like th- that pivotal moment um, actually helped me um, gather the confidence yeah. in the stage presence. You, and, there's got to be a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. It can be very scary and intimidating to get up there Absolutely. Um, if you've never had lights in your face mm-hmm. or expected to be over because you have to kind of, you know, be a little bit more than you normally sort of would for it to resonate with that. How did, when did your mama find out you hitched a ride on a train to New Orleans? <laughs> the day of. <laughs> Did you call her? So this would have been because you're what year? I'm trying to think. Were cell phones a thing? Did you have a cell yes, phone call? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Was, that was that a, a was that a um, long distance call at that time or? It was actually a letter. I wrote her a letter the night before <laughs> and left it <laughs> left it on my bed for her to find. Did she call you screaming at you? She didn't call me at all. I, I had to call her. Gotcha. She gave me the silent treatment, but that's okay. I kind of deserved it. But, <laughs> you know, as a mom, okay. So as a mom of 11 year old, I get the fear and the like the anger that would come out of that but mm-hmm. when you say almost when you but at the same time looking like now being 40 and looking back on from my own life i'm like what courage it took for you to like believe in a dream to mm-hmm. figure out a way to get there legally now you didn't hitchhike and then take a chance on yourself knowing that there may be you know um consequences when you right. got home like it's not like anything was you know illegal by by what gave you the courage to do that honestly it was I will say you were the, 16 yeah, and you just I will say it was a spur of the moment thing. It was like a uh, I guess you say a week before the audition I was like I really want to go. And um I had a friend that hitched a ride with me so I wasn't alone technically all alone but yeah. How many total days were you going from home for that? It was just the um, the day of, well, the day before and the day of. So I came back. So that, six, uh, is that, that if you were 16, I'm doing the math, that would have been 11 years ago, been like 2012. That's mm-hmm. how my daughter's the only reason I know. So was that the same when you had to stand in the long lines? Yes. Standing outside for like, that was six hours, maybe. And these... And these youngsters don't even know how easy they have it doing it online, and mm-hmm. I didn't have to wait out in the in the cold. No, no, it's very different from how it used to be. It's very. Which way do you prefer? Um. I think I prefer the the way that I came up in it. 
Um, it was an equal opportunity for everybody. I yeah. mean, you know, like if you were willing to grind it out on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. then you got your opportunity to. But even then, though, you didn't make it straight. That would have been like Simon Cowell. You didn't make it straight to mm-hmm. them. You still had like the layers you yeah. had to, you sort of had to go through. Mm-hmm. All right. I want Mississippi to at least start to know your name and connect with you online. And hopefully when we see all of you up there, you'll we'll already know you and sort of be able to support you. So where where are you? Like, are you are you on any platforms? Are you out there putting out music? Are you? At the moment, I'm not. Like I said earlier, I'm still feel mm-hmm. like I'm developing. So I don't want to. Um, I mean, it, it wouldn't be a problem with you know putting out covers or anything. But as far as well as my own music, you know, I don't want to put out anything until I'm comfortable with uh, my sound and you know who I am as an artist. Um, but I am on Instagram. You know, I've I have a few videos of on Instagram of me singing in the past, whether it's at school or at home in the bathroom with my sister. Um, but other than that, uh, no. I don't ever. I would say don't call him at work. That's not. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> not unless you absolutely. The phone rings enough. <laughs> unless you need him. Right. <laughs> need his help. Funny story about that, Arius, is I don't remember how old I was, but my mom was sick on the couch. I was a little bitty thing, like five, maybe six. And I called 911 because she was too sick to get up to fix me something to eat and then hung up because I got scared. And then they kept calling back, obviously. And then when my mom figured out what happened, Happen. It was a great learning lesson for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. That's not what you call when you're when you're you know like this are for emergency, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, well, I hope I wish you the absolute best. I think it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there. You've obviously you so done it once, and now you did again, and it, it's paid off. You're mm-hmm. hopefully you and the other four are getting the opportunity to go on to that next round. Have y'all kept in touch, the four of you or the five of you, by any chance? I know we actually have. Um, we should have y'all on reunion. I, I agree. I agree. Um, one of the other guys, Elijah, we both performed at the rodeo that they had at the fair before it ended. Um, but other than that, I haven't been able had the pleasure to talk to any of the other ones. Well, they're all going to be in the same boat as you as well as with everybody else looking to go on to that next level and just start figuring themselves out. But that's Arius Myers. Put that in your tinker because I'll be keeping up with you. And so as soon as, as we should. know... We're going to make sure everybody knows when to yes. to tune in tune and in. to celebrate your next steps. Yes. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to 
good things. Don't forget, you can find us on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And if you caught the Ole Miss game last weekend, you weren't just celebrating the fact that they came away with a win, but you also celebrated the fact that we welcome home one of our military families. You might saw the moment when Ole Miss welcomed home Chief Warrant Officer Kyle Rogers onto the field. It was a wonderful um, opportunity to show our support for our military families, but also just the realness of what it's like to, to have someone stationed overseas. But a lot of work went into making that happen. So joining us today is Andrew Newby. He is with the Veteran and Military Services there with the University of Mississippi. And we got Chief Warrant Officer himself, Kyle Rogers, uh, joining us today. So welcome, everyone. Hey there. It's good to have you. Okay, Andrew, if you're with us, I want to start with you because you guys were part of making or facilitating all of the different strings that had to go on to pull this surprise off. So how did you even get word of um, Kyle and his opportunity uh, to sort of match up with coming home? So I met Elizabeth Rogers at an Oxford Parks Commission soccer game that both of our sons were playing at. And she had told me that she was a single mom at the moment because her husband was currently deployed. So, of course, that gets my wheels spinning. I start asking questions and come to find out he's been in Egypt since January. This was back in June when we began these conversations. And she said that he was supposed to come home sometime in November. And so what I wanted to do was to see if we could marry up the decisions of the United States Army and the Mississippi National Guard with Ole Miss football and have, for the first time ever, a surprise homecoming uh, at a football game. So we got to work uh, reaching out to Kyle and his unit uh, just to see if he even wanted to do it. And he didn't because he's a very humble guy. Um, I think it's you know evident and it's a testament to his character. Um, so I had to go a different angle and basically tell him he's not doing it for himself. He's doing it for his boys because he's got four kids, Ryan, Will, Josh, and Adam, who are 10, 8, 6, and 4 years old. And so from there, he agreed that he was going to give this gift to his, his children and to his wife. And so we started working with his command and with the parent command that he was attached to in Egypt and uh, the Mississippi National Guard back here home um, where we are in Mississippi. And we started mapping everything out. And, you know, no news is good news, so we didn't really hear anything until last month. Um, everything started happening in Gaza, and Gaza touches Egypt, so we didn't know that this was actually going to happen. Um, so his command um, had received word that they were going to move his return date, and then they moved his return date again. And so at that point, we had to reach out to, to basically call in as many favors as we could from basically everybody that we knew. Uh, on my end, and we were able to make it happen. That you did, and man, what a moment that we all got to uh, to enjoy and sort of savor in the moment with you, Kyle. I know I'm so glad they talked you into that because, yes, it was for you and your family, but I think these are the moments, these are the stories, these are the things that, as Americans, we just need to see and feel and remember, but then also celebrate with you guys um, as well. I know your wife was in on it, Kyle, Elizabeth, but your boys weren't. How hard was it for you guys to keep that a secret uh, for as long as you had to? Uh, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty difficult. Um, I tried to, uh, you know, just keep the faith, working with Andrew and these guys back here, get me back. Um, it was awesome. I really wanted to, you know, there's uh, some points where I could see them off in the distance, uh, especially getting close to game day and stuff and sit, watch them through the windows. I uh, just wanted to go out there and hug them, but I knew uh, with all the planning and stuff that was going on, 
just hold off just a little bit and make that special moment happen. You couldn't have ruined it then. You could have hung off for just a little bit, a little bit longer. So how long were you actually home, Kyle, um, before the reveal um, there at the game on Saturday? Let's see. I think uh, I was able to get in just a couple days beforehand. Um, we got in Wednesday night. Uh, I was able to finally get back uh, to Memphis, get down to the university, uh, start getting things together. It was about a couple nights before. Which I think a lot of military uh, servicemen and women kind of understand that. Sometimes you guys actually touch ground here back uh, at the States, and then there's some processing before you actually get to you know, meet up with your family. Though That's probably not untraditional. But it is untraditional for your wife to have to keep this, too, from um, from the kids. So I know that that took a lot. But what was it like? What was it like when you watched the video? You've got you walking uh, you know, through the doors there, and the crowd goes wild. That moment when your four boys recognize Dad's not just on a screen or, you know, a few weeks away from home. He's here. I mean, can you even ex- describe it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not one for being the center of attention. So, uh, you know, once I walked out there, it just kind of – I saw him turn around. I saw their faces and just started running. And uh, I don't remember hearing anything. I just remember seeing their faces and running towards them. And all I could – yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie. I probably shed a few tears. Um but just being able to hold them, uh, finally squeeze their neck a little bit and kiss my wife, it was uh, it was amazing. And uh, I, that's all I can remember. And then uh, I finally recognized that a crowd was there afterwards. Started walking back and waving. But it was it was a wonderful experience, and uh, I'll just memories I'll never forget. Well, and two, I think memories will also uh, share with you, Kyle. And I think, you know, Andrew, these are important. And it's so cool that you guys all work to make this happen because, yes, this was on a big stage there, you know, at the football uh, uh, game for everybody to sort of see. And there's video footage. But this happens every time, you know, a unit comes home in a smaller capacity, whether it's just running home or whatever it may be, watching them reunite. It's hard not to cry. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, we have to be reminded that there's great sacrifice on both sides those that go to serve, but also the families who are here waiting for them. But, Andrew, one of the biggest things to me is you got Dolly. You got Dolly to sort of help set the stage and welcome them in. How did you pull that off? Well, I like to shoot for the moon uh, with pretty much anything that I do. So part of Ole Miss Wish, which is the program that this this encapsulates, is that I work with military families whose kids have life-threatening illnesses or their parents are deployed. And so I canvassed the families to kind of see what they're into, what they're interested in. And Elizabeth, you know, for 10 months, she had been doing absolutely everything by herself. And she's got four boys. uh, And they're just boys. You know, they're not, none of them are, you know, rowdy or rambunctious. They're just boys. And she homeschools them. And so I I asked her just off the cuff, you know, are you guys a part of Dolly Parton's Imagination Library? She said, yes, of course. All the boys have been doing it. And so we've got a 10 year old an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-year-old. And so that means for the last 10 years, the queen herself has been sending books to the Rogers family. And so we had Dolly uh, here in Oxford, uh, I believe it was this last year, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a shot. So I reached out uh, to some folks uh, here on campus who I, I thought could at least get me pointed in the right direction, and they connected me to a gentleman named Sam Haskell, who is God's gift uh to this entire project because he was the one that that basically made it happen and said here's what we're going to do 
here's how we're going to ask uh, Miss Dolly what she wants, and we're going to see if we can make it happen. And then I got this video that everybody got to see on Saturday, and I was just blown away because, you know, she's as charming and delightful as you would imagine her to be. Uh, but getting to loop her in on that uh, kind of served, you know, a couple of purposes. I wanted the day to get progressively better for the boys. So they come to campus in the morning. They sign a proclamation with the chancellor and the provost and myself to make the, the old Miss Wish kid, or kids in this case, um, kid presidents for the weekend and honorary lifetime members of the Student Veterans Association here on campus. Then they got a private campus tour from Mr. Ole Miss. Then we had lunch at the football facility at the Grill at 1810. Then they got the tour uh, privately, the the new Manning Center. Um, and then they got to connect with the football team that night at the Inn at Ole Miss uh, through the, you know, the work of Kirk Purdom and all those wonderful folks over at the Inn at Ole Miss. And then Saturday they got to lead the Walker Champions with Juice, and then they got to go shoot the cannon when the when the uh, the team ran out of the tunnel, and then they got to go out on the field. And then there's Dolly Parton, and she's telling them that that uh, Veteran of Military Services is going to send them to Dollywood whenever they want to go. Uh, and then you know I wanted there to be this pause to where everybody was like, well, I guess Dad's not coming home. And then out of nowhere. Right past the Chucky Mullen statue, here comes Chief Warrant Officer 3, Kyle Rogers, running as fast as he can in front of God and everybody. And it was just absolutely amazing. It absolutely was amazing. And, Kyle, again, I know you had your reservations, but as someone who got to view it and enjoy it, thank you for allowing us to celebrate your homecoming with you and your family. But let's be honest, are your kids more excited about seeing the Ole Miss football game or getting to go to Dollywood? I mean, it's a it's a tight race. Uh, <laughs> they, they definitely enjoyed being down there and seeing the football players, you know, you know, at ground level. But uh, we've been talking about Dollywood for uh, just about all week now about what we want to do. So yeah, that's okay. It's going to be. I hope you and your family have the best time. Thank you so much for your service, Andrew. Thank you for all you do for all the veterans and the military families um, there on campus and beyond. It's just a wonderful thing, and I appreciate both of your time today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. Um, you know, just thanks to the Rogers family. Thanks to everybody that made this happen. Um, we've never done it before, and I'll tell you, that was the best day of work I've ever had in my professional career. So I'm glad we got to make it happen, and I appreciate your time today just letting us kind of continue to love on this sweet family. All righty. Well, our pleasure. And we'll put the video in the Good Things Facebook group for anyone who hasn't gotten a chance to see it. We'll share that from the Ole Miss Facebook page. But stick with us. we got more good for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget, this weekend, you got the Township Blues Festival. It hits Colony Park in Ridgeland on Saturday with Cedric Burnside, Taz, and many others. There'll be great food, drinks, and they'll have big screen TVs that will keep you up with all the games that you may be interested in. Great deals on tickets are available now at Township. 
townshipblues.com, townshipblues.com. And we've got a chance for you to win a pair of tickets to see Cedric Burnside and more at the Township Blues Festival coming up Saturday. Be the... 11th. 11th, because that's the, that's the day, November the 11th. Honestly, it was... Uh, I thought of it, and I was like, well, you have, like, the third, the fifth, be the seventh, be the tenth. I've never heard anybody say, be the eleventh caller. They should, because odd numbers are great. I am strange about numbers, and I really like odd numbers, so kudos to you for for, for choosing that. Okay, to text the word, what you want to choose? Taz. Taz, that's easy. Quick and easy. Quick and easy. So 601-879-4395 to win a pair of tickets to the Township Blues Festival coming up on Saturday. We had Richard Greenlee, who's the founding and uh, founder and the director of it, in here yesterday. Man, they're going to go through great lengths to make sure that you still get the opportunity to see all the games you want to see while still getting the opportunity to um, hear all the music that they've got lined up. Seven hours of great um, concerts, very festival style. Festival style, high level um, entertainment. So it's going to be a good time. Coming up next week, though, you got Middays with Gerard Gibbert and Sports Talk Mississippi. They're going to be in Greenwood on Wednesday at the grand opening of the newest Ace Bolt and Screw location. That's a hometown locally um, local business that is growing across our great state. So check out product demonstrations and register to win amazing door prizes prizes and manufacturer reps will be on site as well. You can learn about vendor managed inventory to help streamline your operations. It's all happening on Wednesday at the new Mississippi family owned Ace Bolton Screw on West Park Avenue there in Greenwood. It's always a good thing to see those family owned and operated businesses growing and going and growing and going and choosing to grow and go still in our great state. So kudos to to those um, to those guys, and then you'll find out more coming up next Wednesday. Do we have a winner yet? Just one second. Yep, now we do. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. If that didn't rhyme, you know, you wouldn't say it, but it's like I don't really want a chicken dinner, Rebecca. I'd like my tickets to see. I it. had to laugh a little bit, and I didn't. I didn't count off, but the first three texts that came through were tax, and I imagine that was autocorrect Absolutely. catching them out. Autocorrect will will catch you in a heartbeat. You know, autocorrect is great until it's not. And when you are trying to like spell something and it doesn't think it needs to go that way, you're like, stop it! I I am I am the I am the boss of this. You are not there yet. Uh, you may want to send those text messages AI, but no, I am improperly texting on purpose. So. <laughs> Let me send it how I want to send it. All right, one last thing to let you know about. Don't forget the Hardy and Laney Wilson. Um, they are coming to the to Mississippi on December the 9th. Gosh, that's going to be here in about a month. Um, and we want to give you the opportunity to see them in concert. You'll also get a pair of tickets to that and a limo ride and a free night stay and an autographed um, guitar by Hardy, which I think is is pretty sweet deal. You just got to go to supertalk.fm slash Hardy. You'll find a registration box near you and follow the directions to what they ask you to do. And then we will draw and we will let you know if if you are the winner on that. So lots of lots of good things, lots of good opportunities. Okay, confess. You've seen a video of a homecoming and you've teared up. Maybe not this particular one. Oh, the yeah. Roger family. But it will make a grown man. Oh, I'm not ashamed to admit. No. Was it the 
was it Budweiser that had the Super Bowl ad years ago now where it was everybody in an airport? And they're just sitting there looking bored for about 10 seconds. And then troops come off the plane and they're going through and the crowd slowly starts to stand up and applaud. That got me choked up. It does because it reminds us that there's real sacrifice from our men and women who choose to serve this country, both from them who go and then those that are left behind. And Joe Inquitman texts in and says, after hearing that heartwarming story, I wanted to share that his youngest granddaughter, seven, eight and nine, their mother just got back from stationed in Japan with the army for 24 months. She is traveling today and she will surprise the girls after school tomorrow evening. Other than FaceTime, they haven't seen her but once so just remember as we're moving into celebrating veterans day and just thinking about all those who choose to serve our country a big thank you to that but also to the families who stick behind while they go and serve and protect joe you'll have to keep us updated on how that uh, reuniting goes with you and your family as well and please thank her for her service but you guys stick with us you got more coming up next you got the boys with sports talk from three to six rhino and i'll meet you back here tomorrow at two but until then i hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.